was walking and praying in the sanctuary of the church in Virginia and asking God to just use me that day to minister to someone. It wasn't but a few more minutes that I got a call from a good friend in our church. My wife is dead. Here was a man facing something we didn't expect at all. She was healthy, working yet, and now at 66, she was with the Lord. Kenny knew what I would be thinking when I walked into the door. I don't expect you to raise her from the dead or anything. She's at peace. I'm Terry Hardica, and this is Life Journeys, where sometimes the passing of someone's life opens the door for the rest of us to draw just a little closer to heaven. It wouldn't be too long before my friend would also pass through the gates, and a chapter of life was drawing to a close, but a far greater one was just beginning. Kenny and I would go into the woods whenever both of us were strong enough to do it. He was a tough old guy who determined to live life to the end. Years ago, he had been fishing or trapping alone at a Canadian border lake. He was a good mile from the car when he felt a sharp pain in his chest. This could be it, he thought. Yet he crawled all the way to the car and drove over an hour to his house where he collapsed on the kitchen floor. His wife found him and hollered at him to get up. She thought he was just being Kenny. Well, he took a shower, and she drove him to the ER, where a heart attack was confirmed. Two years after Kenny's wife died, while trapping beaver with a friend on the border, he had another heart attack. His friend found him in the truck and drove like mad to a hospital, but it was too late. It was said by some that the sermon I preached at his funeral was the best message I had ever preached. I think that when we lose a good friend for a season, God honors that. I just basically said, God is big. In 1990, the Voyager 1 spacecraft, having completed its mission, was about to leave our solar system. As it did, NASA scientists turned the spacecraft's camera and took one last photograph of Earth from a distance of about 3.7 billion miles. What the image revealed was startling. Dubbed the pale blue dot by astronomer and astrophysicist Carl Sagan, this photograph shows Earth as a tiny dot about one-tenth of a pixel in size, suspended in the vast emptiness of space. On his reflections on this photograph, Sagan wrote, That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives on a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. Now picture God's hand. In His hand is the small segment of the universe that makes up that photo. The wonder is not only God's size, but that as big as He is, He can come down and dwell with you in your bedroom at your desk at work, or in your car. Now, really, some of you on planet Earth are going to declare that he doesn't exist? Good luck with that. Who keeps the comets at bay that they don't strike the Earth? Our planet is by far the most active of any ever discovered. 
with storms and earthquakes and oceans in a balance. He keeps us safe as we simply honor Him. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands, the psalmist says. God's eternal power and divine nature are understood by the things that He has made. Our solar system after over 30 years of travel, finally has a spacecraft called Voyager at its outer limit, sending back data that scientists didn't expect it could still do. Yet this solar system of ours is only a dot in the Milky Way galaxy. A dot! Now, see yourself traveling further and further away, a million times faster than the speed of light, so that you could comprehend actual movement away from our galaxy. As you pull away, you see other galaxies. Soon the Milky Way appears as a spinning dot of dust amidst a sea of other galaxies coming together as a vista of stars in the night sky. Remember that on a clear night you can faintly see the dusty glow of the Milky Way. God created all of this. It's like His toy box in size to Him. Romans 1.20 says, For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power in Godhead, so that men are without excuse. God can turn a 747 jetliner into a French fry. Are you kidding me? He can make a duck fly like a helicopter. He can turn an invading army into a plate of French toast. He can step from one star to the next in the blink of an eye, while it would take man a thousand generations to fly that far in the fastest spaceship he could make. God transcends time. He can go forward in time and put his hand under that tree branch that is about to crush your porch in a storm. The prayer that you will pray years from now on your deathbed for your grandchild's safety, God has already heard it and gone forward to establish its answer. He can turn that soil beneath your feet into a human being whose brain is still 10,000 times more amazing than any computer. It's 70 billion light years across the known expanse of the universe that we comprehend, yet that is only what we can now somehow discover. The nearest of hundreds of billions of scientifically estimated galaxies could never be reached by human space travel, even if we could move at the speed of light. At 2.2 million light years away, Andromeda will collide with our galaxy in about 5 billion years. That's the closest galaxy to us. Yet God created each galaxy, each solar system, each planet within each system, and each sun, moon, and the stars that exist. Do not I fill the heavens and the earth, God says. Behold, the heavens cannot contain you. Could he possibly know intimately your greatest fear and crush your threats like a bug? No weapon formed against you will prosper. That's his word. When the mighty Assyrian army came to threaten Judah, King Hezekiah called on the prophet Isaiah. God promised that this army would not prevail, and he turned the earth backwards on its axis, fifteen degrees, just as a sign, just for fun it would seem. The army was slaughtered by the angels of God, and the Assyrian king was killed by his own kids. Listen, God 
is big enough and willing enough to protect you. God is big. He's big enough, easily, easily to be in every hospital room with every frightened mother, with every child who goes out the front door, with every grieving spouse, in every foxhole, every ghetto, every homeless shelter, and in every alley. When Kenny was crawling out of the woods that day, he was not alone. And when he was out trapping, God was there to catch him as he fell out of his body and into the place where time is no more. That is the God who is helping you today.